I've got about 10 seconds to tell you about how you can get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win a five-night trip to the New York Comedy Festival while you're there, too. But I've run out of time. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm with Alan Cochran and new kid on the block. I'm with uh, Kerry Godliman this morning. Good morning. Welcome to the show, Kerry, for the first time. Yeah. Exciting. And we'd already had a debate about how I introduced <laughs> Kerry because I was going to say, um, act, act, well, I started with actress mm-hmm. and you're not keen. <coughs> I prefer actor. Okay. I don't. I mean, it's not a massive. Deal. No, I'm not going to kick off. No, I've, no, I've, no. It's, you know, it's early days. But I want to get pre- it right. <laughs> so, a- actor and uh, comedian. Comedian. A comedian. <laughs> okay. I don't think we need to be gender specific at this stage. Well, if I started um, working in the needlework business, would I? Would you call me a seamster? I would. You would. Or a seam person. Oh, seam person. I'd keep it gender neutral. Okay, well, we'll, we'll t- I'll try and stick to gender, gender neutral all morning. I can't even say gender neutral. That's how <laughs> deeply dyed in the wall on PC I am. <laughs> I can't even refer to the terminology without getting... Anyway, think, if you want... Um, oh, sorry, I Do you think male seamstresses are, uh, are very unionised? You know, the seamsters. The seamsters <laughs> union. <laughs> We're off! It's a pun. It's a pun. <laughs> We're off. Nearly. We started. If you want to text us about anything whatsoever, I'm including the Franco-Prussian War. <laughs> um, that's 8-12-15. Oh, you 15. know what you've done there, don't you? I know, yeah. There'll be, there'll be experts now. I once saw a man uh, give a lecture on the uh, Spanish Civil War, and he knew so much about it, he couldn't answer any questions. Oh, right. Because he... when people asked him a question, he couldn't, he couldn't leave it. Yeah, it's a, keep it brief. Yes, they were. That, that, yes, that, that was very much a communist stronghold. Though, though at the same time. And, and then, and of course, um, it, there is one report that says, and there's a very interesting book, and he just couldn't, couldn't do it. All the facts were battling to get out at the same time. Oh, I bet it was a nightmare. Well, anyway. I can answer questions, because I barely know one fact about each topic. Well, that, you're, you're a product of the Wikipedia age. Am I? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure I am, but I'll run with it. So, listen, I've, I, I've been away... Have you? Where have you been? Yeah, I went, I went to uh, Barcelona, or as uh, Freddie Mercury would have it. <laughs> Barcelona! Ooh. Or Manuel, how would Manuel have it? Barcelona. Barcelona. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, I went to what they call, is it El Clasico? Yes. I went to see uh, Barcelona play Real Madrid. The beginning oh. of the end. And, um, oh my goodness, one thing I didn't know about Barcelona Stadium, even though I've been there before, is there's no roof to speak of. So when it rains... You get wet, which is the way football grounds haven't, used to be in the old days. Haven't uh, has Wembley got a roof? Oh mm. God, yeah, it's got it's a beauty. Has it? Oh, it's <laughs> got a handle as well. It's oh. like a big basket. I you could pick, you could pick up Wembley and, uh, and gather gather flowers in it. I didn't know it had a roof. Oh yeah, for the. For the audience, for the crowd. I not, don't mean over the pitch. Not, not for the grass. Oh, right, that's what I'm thinking. Oh, oh yeah, I no. see what, they don't have a roof over the... No, so I had to make my own roof. And what I did, before Barcelona come out on the pitch, everyone gets a, a coloured square under their seat of paper, which they have to hold up, and you make an, an enormous Barcelona flag. Oh, right. So I was part of the flag, oh. holding up this. And what I did is I took this big uh, square of red paper... And I made... Do you remember those admiral hats you used to make at school? Yeah. yeah. You fold them into a point and And I, I put that on because it was raining. 
and uh, I could see these Catalonians around me nodding each other and looking. And after a bit, the people were really staring at me. And after a bit, I noticed other admiral hats appearing. And I think I basically started a fashion <laughs> in Barcelona. No one had ever seen the admiral hat before, made out of paper. Wow! So it must be it must be an English thing. I wonder what other gaps from uh, British schooling they haven't got. Like if you'd written some numbers and words on it and done that thing. Oh, you know. that's brilliant! Oh, yeah, that has it got thing. a name? That... I don't know. <laughs> I'd oh, like to, I like brilliant. to call it's it the not uh... radio, is it? Moving my hands and saying that thing is <laughs> no. about the Where worst radio. Where you open the flat number be. one? You see, yes. folded paper, and you'd open the be numbers. Yeah. I, I yeah. used to call it the chrysanthemum of fate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's... So you'd say things like, "What's your favourite colour?" and then and you'd, you'd yeah, do yeah. B L U E. And when you got to the end, it would. What well, did he tell you? Who you, who you were in love with, or something? Something like that. Like that yeah. They could have done that at half-time during El Clasico. So what had they been doing with these bits of paper before? Nothing? Just no, nothing? No. Seems there was a, There was no impromptu hat tradition. <laughs> no fan-making? No little fan-making? Maybe there... I oh, don't I know. Have done that. I, felt like, I felt like Sir Walter Raleigh must have felt when he brought the potato <laughs> to Europe. <laughs> I really thought I'd done Surrounded something... Surrounded by bafflement. ...special for them. I'll tell you something else. Uh, there's no away fans at all. Wow. Which hey. I, did, I didn't know. When, when Real Madrid scored, it's utter silence in the ground. Really? And apparently it's a point of honour in Spain that you don't go to away games. Wow. It's, uh, you do it as a sort of snob to the other team. Is that right? And it's, I realise all the trouble we've had with football hooliganism over the years, you could solve the whole problem yeah. with the stroke. Just don't have any away fans. It becomes cultural to avoid them. Oh, it's nice. It just makes life easier. Yeah. Same with public debates. <laughs> if you just get forced, so it's just more relaxed. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've had a text in from uh, Michelle. Uh, the little chrysanthemum of fate, as Frank Skinner called it, is actually called a chatterbox. My daughter makes them, says Michelle. Well, look, they might be called chatterboxes now, Michelle, but I don't think they were when I was at school. No, they were probably called that paper thing that's got numbers and tells you if you're in love We or called not. it that thing that you always keep in your gas mask case <laughs> when I was at school. A gas mask case? Yeah, well, bear in mind it was the Blitz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but that's good though, a chatterbox. It doesn't yeah. quite make sense, does it? No. Also the name of uh, Sarah Milliken's tour, I coincidentally. Think, I think a previous one, yeah. Hmm? Maybe she oh, based maybe it, it on the little chrysanthemum of fate. Well, it's, not, it's nowhere near the... Uh, the chrysanthemum of fate, as a name. I never it, called it that. Not as elegant. No, to be honest, I, that came to me about three and a half minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> but I never called it a chatterbox either. Oh, I don't, no. What don't did re- you call it? I don't remember. The no, flat, that's it. You see, you, you were indifferent to it. <laughs> the flat? No, I wasn't. I loved it. But it, we just called it the flap thing. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm not happy with it. <laughs> <laughs> One thing, I had a mysterious um, incident when I was in... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was at this hotel called the W. Leave it. And um, well, that's what it said on my uh, on my door. Just leave it. Now, I um, and I uh, I bar- I arrived in that terrible thing when you arrive on Sur le Continent and you forgot your um, multi plug adapter. You know the multi plug adapter. I know about the multi plug adapter. I, I don't take mine. As often as I perhaps could. No, they're a, they're a magnificent invention. Yeah, where they sort of plug into each other. Oh, Oops, there's, 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 no, the there's no part of it wasted. 
Yes, that's true. It's like true. In many ways, like a pre-op transsexual. Anyway, um, I um, I, I, one of the the gentlemen I was with, I said, "Can I? Can I?" He said, "Oh, I've got a spare." He took two. No way. And I thought, did they travel separately or together? Because they, they will plug in. I mean, you could make. I, I think Lego would go out of business if people realised the full potential of the multi-plug adapter. Yeah, you could build. I could build if you gave me like. 10,000 now, I could build a fabulous Her Majesty the Queen in time for the Jubilee. <laughs> Although, uh, you, fatherhood is impending for you, and uh, generally electrical items are not considered good toys, I should point out. No, no, now, but I'll, I'll do it I'll do it in my <laughs> private study. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, he, he gave me this multi-plug, and he said, you can have my spare. And uh, I said, thank you very much. And we were just on the way out, and we got, I didn't want to take it to the football, because in an English game, that would be taken from you in case you'd taken it to throw at yeah. one of the players as a statement about their lack of versatility. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I went to reception and I said, could I leave this uh, multi-plug adapter <laughs> with you, senor? I said. Seems reasonable. And he said, well, well, we'll send it up to your room. And oh. I thought, oh, brilliant. Brilliant. Nice. So I went to the match, etc., etc. Admiral Hat. Admiral Hat. <laughs> and uh, got back... Went up to my room. There's a there's a sort of black, small black kit bag on my bed with um, something like uh, whatever Spanish for, with compliments. I thought that would be there. Opened it up, multi-plug adapter, but not the same one. Oh. oh. So I had to go down and say, well, there's been a terrible mix-up. <laughs> I, I gave you, you said you were going to send up to my room. You've sent, a, if anything, you've sent a, a, a simpler version. No, a lesser oh. one. Oh, and he said, uh, oh, I don't know how that's happened. He said, uh, do you want to come and see if you can spot yours? So we went into this room that <laughs> joined the reception area. He got out two enormous crates of multi-plug adapters. Every variety wow. you could possibly imagine. Did he then say at the start there was only two in here? <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> the bread. <laughs> I just held one up. I thought they're a marvellous symbol, aren't they, of a united Europe? <laughs> the multi-plug adapter. Did you choose a better one? Well, it made me realise that I thought hotels bought a load of multi-plug adapters to give to guests or to loan to guests who'd forgotten them. But what, of course, what happens is People that the cleaners are pulling them out of sockets uh. every day. And he had the most brilliant collection. I'd love to have seen them all joined together. He could open a museum or something. Oh, that would have been great. I, varieties great. I've never heard of. Swivels, multicoloured, ones with switches on. Oh, I can't tell you. But I have told you. <laughs> <laughs> so, there it is. Whether or not you should have is up for debate. Yeah. And then I had, well, I should save this, I had one of the most remarkable tours I've ever had in my life. And, uh, uh -huh. yeah, I, um, what happened, I was in Barcelona, but um, I actually had a tour of Antwerp. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Uh, we've had a text from Elkie from Lanark, Scotland, saying... Not Elkie Brooks. I don't know. It might be. It's the only Elkie I've ever heard of. Does she live in Where? Lanark, Scotland? Elkie Brooks? She Sounds like she could. Lanark, Scotland. She's, she's not Elkie. 
<laughs> anyway, oh, carry on. Broad regional stereotype. No, you're quite right. To be avoided. I desperately uh, apologise to any Scottish listeners. <laughs> <laughs> no, they'll be, their hangovers will be so bad. <laughs> yeah, they won't be up yet. No. <laughs> I just visualised a special exhibition consisting of various sculptures made of multi-plug adapters. A whole huge room full of them. Love your show and your accent, Frank. Oh. Well, that's, that's nice, nice, isn't it? I should have told you that before you offended her people. Yes, yes <laughs> I, feel, I feel bad about it now. I realise she's on my side. I wonder if you could put some sort of electric charge through them so they lit up or something of that. Some Christmas tree lights in there as well. Well, just, you know, just, just as... Because the, the, the multiplicity of electrical, electrical yeah. charge of that, they all generated together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yes, I point. don't know what I'm talking about. What, what of it? There was a point before the uh, the iPhone took over the world where I had a Nokia mobile phone and you could almost guarantee that a hotel would have a hundred of those chargers so you didn't need to take them around. I've still got a Nokia and it is a problem. It is a I problem. Bet, I bet they don't have them now. No, it's really hard. I bet really they're all in a bin, bin yeah. out the back now. Yeah, I do. It is difficult having a Nokia, I struggle. I've never tried to get an iPhone charger in a hotel because I just assume that people take them. Can I say this is my first ever example of Nokia charger nostalgia? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's amazing how quickly nostalgia comes around especially these days. Yeah. yeah, people say things. Oh, I used to love Pop Idol. I think God, that was like wasn't that like the, the week, two weeks? Ago? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but when you're on the road, it's, oh, uh, when it's you're nice on the to have road. a home comfort with yeah. your uh, plug adapter, isn't it? I take a PE kit with me on the road. Do you? Yeah, I've I, I never take a, used. Sometimes, occasionally used, I, uh, I, I, I take a, a white vest and some black shorts, like but a school PE. To go to the gym? Vest. Not necessarily to go to the gym. Well, why to, then? To do exercise in the room oh, or, okay. or to pad around you, in the room. Have you got a uh, Rosemary Connolly DVD in the, <laughs> side, in the side pouch? I'm not joking now. I Is have your name a, stitched in? I have a stretchy <laughs> band. I have a resistance band that yeah, I can exercise with. I've got it with me. I've got Do you it. ever use it, Alan? Yeah, yeah. That's I'm a firm Britain you put your PE kit on. I put my PE kit on. <laughs> and sometimes I'll order room service uh, in a hotel and they'll bring up my dinner and I'll just be there in black shorts and a white vest. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, and I occasionally get looks like... Oh, Do you have this, a number this as doesn't well? happen often. <laughs> number no, a square of paper. And it's not always a white vest. Sometimes it's a coloured T-shirt of some kind. Oh, no, don't but, spoil know, it. I don't it's just curious that it. you call it a PE kit. Because that's what we wore at uh, a PE kit at school. White T-shirt, black shorts. Do you keep it in one of those little drawstring bags? No, I've got it in the, uh, <laughs> in the old bag you, there. Do you wear the pumps with the... Yeah, the woolies, <laughs> the woolies pumps. Well, with the front This is why, when you say for the gym, this is what actually one of the problems because sometimes if I go away and I just take shoes I've got a PE kit but no trainers so if I did want to go to the gym I'd be there in my PE kit and desert boots and that's not appropriate no, no that's it? not appropriate <laughs> <laughs> could, be, could be worse imagine a, imagine a leather sole brogue oh. with a white PE kit I'm, I'm having a lot of trouble with brogues at the moment because they're in fashion aren't they and I bought they're a pair trend, and I, they, yeah. I'm, I don't cope well with a brogue I look like Margaret Rutherford and they're the only shoe I've got that's coping with this weather Oh, so I yeah. just have to wear them. Just uh, just wear them. I, find I really am not yeah. happy in them. They gather stuff. Brogues. brogues. Oh, in the um, in the in the indentations. In yeah. I don't I don't like that. It's like earwax. They have their own version of earwax. <laughs> I just brogue want them to wax. go out of fashion. I've had enough, and they keep coming back. We've had a text saying nostalgia about the Nokia. Yeah. Excellent. Nostalgia. Excellent. Good, um, good work, Ian. What, what I what I used to do is when I went to bed at night, before I you know finally nodded off, I would put a matchstick in each brogue hole <laughs> to keep. Oh, them, no, yeah, just no. to keep them clean and fresh. And 
But now there's telly and computers oh, and all manner of things. If you could imagine a porcupine with laces. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it looked like. And I, th- I think we can all imagine that. Let's take a moment to do it now. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. On the subject of uh, trying to clean brogues, uh, 820 has texted in, my husband was sick once whilst wearing a new pair of brogues. <sighs> they were binned immediately. No, that's very not sensible. That's very good. Bad indeed. Stick them in the washing machine. Or the matchstick trick. Yeah. Yeah, or um, you c- if, you're, if you have a very deft touch with a power drill... <laughs> <laughs> you can clean a, a brogue without doing any damage. I tell That'd you what, be a I, pleasing task. Yeah, I tell you mm-hmm. what, I find myself doing with a brogue is I get my nails just under the serrated edge. You know the serrated edge oh, that yeah. you get just on the toe cap. Just raise it up a little bit. Oh, really? Keep like it a little bit raised. <laughs> yeah, it's just you brogue know, one of my things. Anyway, so <laughs> um, in Barcelona, we had a driver who was from um, Belgium. And he drove us around Barcelona, and he drove me around for, like, an hour and a half, telling me about Antwerp and all the sites <laughs> of Antwerp. And, and there is a very beautiful statue with uh, <laughs> with man holding a giant's hand, heading towards... And then the museum is... So I actually had a tour of Antwerp as we drove around <laughs> Barcelona. And I thought, you know, there might be something in this. Yeah. Is it why, when if you live in London, why do they? Is there only tours of London available? Why not all the great cities? <laughs> Especially now with CGI, you could easily have like a screen in the back he, of the cab. He painted fabulous word pictures. Yeah, we didn't need no visual aids. You could do Rome whilst in York instead of going to the Viking Centre or something. <laughs> just have a little drive around. Yeah, if it it's was, a comfy honestly, enough vehicle, why not? It really worked for me. I, th- I found <laughs> something. I felt like I was getting, you know, a bog off. Yeah. <laughs> Buy like one, get tool. one free. I love yeah. an open-top bus. Oh, yeah? I love those. If you visit a city, always straight head for an open-top bus. I, uh, it's just a quick, you know, you get that city. No, I agree. It's a great way to... Uh, it's a great little taster. Yeah. I did the, size. Um, the, the boat on the Thames, and uh, and we went past, and he said, um, and for any uh, nature fans, if you look on the right, you'll be able to see a couple of cranes. And uh, and there were cranes, oh, you know, JCB cranes. Oh, I loved that. Good. I loved it. Well, I think <laughs> I told good. you. I, 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 I met a woman <laughs> in the street who said to me, "Oh, we went past your flat the other day," and I said, uh, "How did you know it was my flat?" And she said, "Well, it's pointed out on the dock tour." No! Yeah, you know the dock tourists? Yeah, the boat they're, they're former the, yeah. military vehicles that they use for the D-Day landings, I think. Oh, are they? And they're now, um, they're now used on the Thames. Oh, no. Yeah, and I'm I'm one of the sites. Did you like that what? or not? Well, I was, a bit, I was a bit on, of your unsure. In this or? age where, you know, mm-hmm. at any moment, Al-Qaeda could rewrite all our address books in blood. <laughs> <laughs> um, Is that what they're planning? I did a tour of a cave once in Laos, and the bloke who where? took us around, Laos. Do you say Laos or Laos? I don't, where Laos. is it? It's sort of above Thailand. Oh, I've never It's a little landlocked country. What, hovering? Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Between Vietnam and Thailand. And we did a cave tour, and the bloke obviously didn't speak any English, and we didn't speak any Laos. And he just was very excited about the suggestive shapes of all the stalactites. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. And he yeah, was yeah. like, this is this is the tour of all tours. Look at look at this. you know." And it was all about the suggestive shapes of oh, stalactites. Oh, no, I don't want that from a tour guide. No, it was a real lowbrow tour, to be honest. No, I, I like a real dry academia, that's what <laughs> yeah, I like. Yeah, I want some history and some <laughs> yeah, culture. Plenty of that. And preferably <laughs> about some where where I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I've really got into. Now that that's my big thing. 
Radio. Absolute Radio. Um, we've had more texts in about shoes. Oh, good. <laughs> I know we, uh, we, we stumbled on uh, the idea that you stick little matchsticks into the gaps in brogues. Just to keep them, uh, you know, open. And uh, of this discussion, uh, Ian Angle has texted in, you could become a brogue reporter. Like that. I'm liking, I love that. I'm liking Ian yeah. Angle. There has been a lot of brogue chat on today's show, but if it ain't brogue, don't fix it. That's what I say. And uh, <laughs> well, you've, to- you've, you've, had a- you've topped Ian Angle. <laughs> I can't help myself. <laughs> Is Ian Angle not allowed his little moment in the sunlight without Sorry. you having to shoot him Sorry, down in your Ian. competitive comedian way? <laughs> <laughs> the little crater things in brogues used to be holes to let out water when used by peat boggers. Is that right? Sir Mark from Knotts says... But they seem like a fancy shoe. They do, yeah. Not a peat bogger. Yeah, but they, they, have, evolution, a, they have an inherent sturdiness, they which do. makes me think they might have a history. In mm, the, in, in, they've in got the, a complicated uh, past. In the agriculture, yeah. <laughs> Who hasn't? Well, they've got a complicated <laughs> front. <laughs> <laughs> That's the trouble with them. I mean, they're, they're over-complex. <laughs> they're busy. They're busy shoes. They're very they busy. They are. That's why you need a plain trouser with them. You couldn't wear anything too... Well, old. so I've discovered... Oh, I've really? made that blunder. I mean, I've oh, really, really got it wrong with these brogues. A friend, a good friend, said, you've really got to go for a skinny jean, Kerry. You've really messed up. Skinny jean with brogues? Well, yeah, because I wore the wrong... what they're wearing nowadays? <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I just apologise? It's pronounced angel. Uh, Ian has texted somewhat tetchily. Oh, sorry, yeah. Well, it's my fault, but if it's spelt A-N-G-E-L-L, I'm going to go angle. Yeah, but did Jimi Hendrix go... Angle came down from heaven yesterday. <laughs> Stayed with me long enough to rescue me. No, he didn't. Well, I'm sorry, Ian. Your joke still stands, Absolutely. even though we've got your name wrong. Bear in mind that a ponster by any other name would smell as sweet. <laughs> nice to paraphrase Shakespeare. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, I tell you something. Uh, if on on the subject of uh, shoe type um, ephemera, yes. <laughs> um, I'm not. I don't know much about Harry Bow. The sweets. Oh, the sweets. Yeah, I'm no expert. I um, but when we, we were at this football match in Barcelona, the only uh, refreshments they had was uh, a selection of Haribo. So I, do, I bought a couple of. Uh, it was a te- multicolored teddy bear um, affair. I can't remember the name, but there was this very nice thing called called spaghetti, and it was like red, oh, long yeah. red things, um, a bit tangy, like a sour. Well, exactly, because I thought I might get some of them when I get back to England. By the way, if you work for Harry Bow, don't send me any or I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll throw them on the fire. <laughs> um, not because I don't like them, because I don't like people who beg for stuff on the radio. I won't beg. <laughs> I will not beg. Um, there, will be, there will be brogues makers putting them back on the shelf <laughs> now, yeah. across the yeah, country. Yeah, stick your brogues, that's what I say. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, and the brogue holes. <laughs> so, um, I saw some in a shop in London, spaghetti. and they're not called spaghetti, they seem to be called sour laces. Oh, yeah. And I thought, is that a, do people, is that people going to buy those? Ooh, Does sour laces. Mm, yum, yum. Just what you want. But is it the same thing? They looked exactly the same to me. So if there's any Haribo um, fans listening, I'd love to know if, like they are, if they are the same thing. My manager, who I was with in Spain, tried to tell me that Haribo had the monopoly on all the gum supplies in the world. I disputed this because it sounded too far-fetched. You know, when you're, nowadays when you have a dispute, you go straight to your smartphone. Yeah. And um, it was a total lie. 
Well, you just made it up. Yeah, as if Harry Bowe could corner every gum tree on the planet. OK, they're big, just... but they're not that big. I don't know what he was doing. He was showing off on Harry Bowe's behalf. You've got to be careful with showing off now with smartphones. Yeah, you have. I, we had another long debate about the year um, Kylie Minogue's first album was released. <laughs> and then Googled it, Bosh. Yeah, facts, and right uh, in front of you. might I say 1988? I was spot on. <laughs> <laughs> Quite pleased. <laughs> Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Uh, we had an email in during the week, uh, Frank, um, from someone asking if you remember the orange chip shop in Bearwood. Oh, do I? From the days when he was comedy night compare at the Bear. Yes, I used to do. Uh, I used to do a club every night in in a place called Bearwood, which is near Birmingham. Bearwood every night. Oh, sorry, every Wednesday night. Uh, Bearwood for shoes. We always used to say. Bearwood for shoes. <laughs> yeah, that's where you went to buy shoes. There's a lot of shoe shops. Oh, but right. There was also <laughs> I an it was some kind of weird pun. <laughs> like no, Bearwood there was, for there shoes. was also um, the Orange Chip Shop, which wasn't a hardcore Protestant <laughs> snack bar. <laughs> <laughs> or it a was, phone outlet. Yeah, they did. I don't know what they did. No, they, were, I don't, they didn't have mobile phones there. <laughs> no. they, I think, is it carotene that they put in? I don't know quite what they put in the fat at the chip shop, but the chips were bright orange. Cumin? Well, no, not uh, cumin. What do I mean? The paprika. other one. Well, not now. We've got another hour show to Paprika. Turmeric. No, it wouldn't have been anything that fancy. Not in Bearwood. <laughs> oh, no, okay. it would have been diesel. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so what was brilliant in those days is that because um, I was sort of world famous in Bearwood right. only, is that you could talk about the fruit shop across the road that stayed open really late and stuff like that. And, you know, you lose that when you start doing telly and stuff. You have to go national. Right. There was something marvellous about the fabulously localness of it. Oh, but it was all so simple then. <laughs> Time has rewritten every line. Everybody. Yes, all of you at home. <laughs> Sit in the If I had the lot. chance to sing it, if I had the chance to do it all again, tell me, would we? Just you. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I had... Um, I had uh, some food problems in Spain. Have you ever had a meal and something comes up and you start eating it and you think, I have an idea in my head there's something morally wrong with this food. I can't remember what it is. <laughs> um, I've, I've been a guest at someone's table and, and they brought out whale oh, yeah. oh. in Iceland. And, and I was a guest of Icelandics and they went, this is a delicacy here, and, and so I ate it. But, yeah... I did a bit of soul searching on the way yeah, back. You don't. Did it look like? It doesn't look like whale. No, it was like it's a tiny like little white black. cube. It was. It was, it was white. Yeah. I had whale. It was black as midnight on a moonless night. Sounds like yours was off. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> bit of off whale. Maybe that's um, that's what maybe <clears throat> maybe you had the hole, or maybe I got blubber. I think the hole. It's white <laughs> around the hole, isn't it? <laughs> I imagine. Maybe. That'd be. You wouldn't want the bit with the hole because that's too whale-like. Oh yeah, yeah you wouldn't want to. Oh, no. no. The whale. Come to think of it, has got, has got like a very primitive brogue design to it. <laughs> <laughs> Just the one hole. <laughs> no, well, I, I, t I feel bad about this, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fess up, as I believe the kids say. Please do. Um, fess up. Is that they brought veal. Oh. Now, I'm not absolutely sure, and I don't really want to talk about it on air, but what, they, what veal is, but the summit cruel. Yeah. I think in Spain they actually say Cruella de Veal. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
I started eating it, and it, I mean, it tasted nice, but I, I, I had a nagging you thing that I shouldn't it. have. It's like Farquhar's like that, isn't it? I've never had it, but it's pretty appalling how that's, it's achieved. Yeah. And, but the thing that struck me is veal is a sort of standard uh, donut veal because it's bad, you know, it's bad vibes. But um, they then brought lamb. And uh, I think this might be because I'm expecting a child. I had an image of this lamb being taken from its mother and the mother looking like with tear-filled eyes yeah, at, you did and, as a van <laughs> disappeared up an agricultural track with the sound of high-pitched bleating. Yeah. And I couldn't enjoy that either. That's definitely going to spoil a meal, that sort of imagery. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. But I don't think I'd I love lamb, that. and I think you may have put me off him. Uh, <laughs> I've always struggled with it. I've always struggled with lamb. Have really? You? Just it's as that, yeah. Though. It is. It is really with delicious. With mint sauce, it is great. It is, but, you know, dinner plate is such a contrast to frolicking. <laughs> 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 you can't really get a, a bigger change in your everyday activities than that. <laughs> and I... No, but that shouldn't... People don't worry about lamb, do they? We're about to go to the news soon. Have we actually got a newsreader, Daisy? We don't have a news... At the moment, we don't have a newsreader, which is a slight worry. But um, it could be all down to me. I better... Uh, I'm just going to uh, have a look on Google News, <laughs> and uh, I'll be with you soon. Absolute, absolute... Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. It's uh, 9.03, a little bit late this morning, and uh, here's the news. Lord Leveson has said it will be impractical to uh, change the running order of the Leveson inquiry for the sake of the uh, Culture Secretary, Jeremy Hunt. So, um, <laughs> well, there you go. Good luck, Mr Hunt. But, uh, you're not going to get an early booking, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and um, also, um, I'm going to Brentford this afternoon to see my mate Phil Kerr, who lives <laughs> over there. Uh, <laughs> We're going to go over now for the... Oh, we sport, first of all, as a, almost a full Premier League programme today. It's been a battle going on at the foot of the table. Um, West Brom are playing Aston Villa. I wonder what uh, Ian Wright thinks about that. Well, you know, um, I think that, uh, it could be, uh, could be a win for West Brom because uh, it could be, could be a win for Villa or possibly a draw. <laughs> Righty there. And... Um, <laughs> Alan Cochran here with the weather. Yeah, uh, where weather is uh, different in different places, so wherever you are, look out the window and wear one extra layer from what it is now. So if it's rainy, wear an extra layer for really heavy rain, and if it's not rainy but cloudy, wear just rain. See what I mean? I'll do the next bit. <laughs> da, 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 absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I, I once gave up eating lamb for five years purely from watching the opening credits of Emmerdale whilst eating a lamb chop. Well, <laughs> it didn't last though, she says. No, but five years is pretty good. That's spared a few lambs. Yeah. I think it's fair to say. I have to say at this point, by the way, that um, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio mm -hmm. with Alan Cochran and Kerry Godleman. I just have to say that. That's okay. it goes. Now, guess what? <laughs> is it a contractual obligation? <laughs> There's been uh, an avian intrusion. <laughs> avian intrusion. That's the avian intrusion jingle. Yeah, as, as done live by Bing Crosby. <laughs> now, um, Kerry, what happened? Pigeon flew in through the back door into oh, the house. Oh, this sounds like a telegram. <laughs> 
Pigeon stop. <laughs> flew in. <laughs> um, yeah. What did Pigeon it, flew what, in. Which, which window? The back door, like a big slidey French door situation. Oh, okay. So a lot of room for it to get through. And just flew in. And so, flapped around in the lounge. Yeah, that's the scary Chaos. Thing. Yeah. Chaos. Yeah. Hysteria. Is it, a house, is it a house with many, many china ornaments <laughs> yeah, my royal dalton collection oh well i mean they can... no a lot of children that went mad and what i was what i was most disappointed in is how sort of silly i was i sort of squealed and screamed and mm. i got a man oh, to deal with it do you feel like you let yourself i really down. let myself go yeah, yeah. i just was like ah, i can't oh, cope no. what, you, I'm should, a lady. you should have gone <laughs> <laughs> and calmed it oh it was it was it was in a real state it did need calming if you had a trim phone What's that? You know, remember those trim phones you used to get in the 70s that used to go... That would have calmed it. Would have, they they, they would have mated, almost certainly. <laughs> That's a strange hybrid creature. Could have yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it is was, weird, though, because they're flapping, and so yeah. I can, I can totally, totally understand you suddenly un- flapping yeah. as well. And it's, it's very unnerving. You've flapping. incorporated uh, both meanings of the word flapping. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> And they're also a bit verminy, aren't they, a pigeon? So yes. there's a sort of dirt issue that you don't want in well, your house. Yeah. And also, when they're very distressed, I imagine it, it pulls out of them. Oh, it's like one of those um, squirty French mustard things you get on the burger. So. Well, <laughs> funnily enough, I was once in a cafe that got a pigeon in the cafe, and, and it was exactly that. People were really upset by the juxtaposition of food and flying vermin. Yeah, that's yeah. You can see where Hitchcock... And I'd ordered Caesar salad and eaten mess, so it wasn't looking good. Oh, no, that's a disaster. Oh, God. <laughs> you can see where Hitchcock got the idea from, because it is oh, awful. That's a scary film. It's, it's not good. It's what, unsettling. What, you think he had a pigeon in his A pigeon his flew into Hitch's house. Oh, well, And yeah. that's the beginning of that. I think it flew in and he went, Good evening. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, he went (laughs) (laughs) in a very Hitchcockian fashion. Indeed, they fly into my local swimming pool because it's big. It's a big swimming pool, big Olympic-sized swimming pool. It's a massive old '60s building, and there's often a pigeon just flying around. Really? Yeah, and some schools. I used to work in schools, and schools have pigeon issues. You'd think seagulls. Wouldn't you? Really? For a big swimming pool. There's a there's a bird that uh, currently. I don't know if I'd say trapped or just living in, in the underground car park under our flats. Oh, really? Been there for a while now. I find that uh, as it takes in more and more lead, its flight path is getting a little lower. Oh, really? Yeah. I think I, it's doing the Einstein thing of it's getting a bit mad. Yeah, I think yeah. it's, there must be a lot of lead in the underground car park. Yeah. I, I, give it six weeks, you could use it as a small anchor. <laughs> <laughs> That's, but that's a bit... Uh, you know, it's a, it's a sign of uh, imminent death. Are you aware of that? Oh, I didn't know. That's oh, good yeah. news. <laughs> yeah, it used to be a bit... When one got in our house, it used to be... Uh, in, the, in the house I live... In the flat I live in now, we had, um, we had a raven oh, that's in the bedroom. Different. And I thought, now, this is... You're o- over-omening the pudding. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's... Okay, you're already an omen. <laughs> you don't have to be a raven. <laughs> In my house. Was he holding a scythe? And I was just about to go across Europe with Lee Mack. It was, it was the last thing I wanted. <laughs> it was a poor tent of doom. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I was about that then. <laughs> I haven't quite got that impression uh, to, the, to the point where I want it, yeah. Well. I was about that. No, by the time you get it there, I oh, know. But no, he'll, he'll never, he'll never die. As far as you know, showbiz, it's in the mortal mainstream entertainment is concerned. Yeah. He couldn't be confused with anyone else. That's the main thing. No. 
<laughs> better, better, getting better. I thought that was a bit Kenneth Williams. To oh, be yeah, well, that's, so you couldn't I'm, be confused I'm, I'm, with anyone I'm, else. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm touring. Basically, it's Frankie Howard. It's borderline. So, um, one of the big stories of the week is the um, historian Lucy Worsley. Worsley, yes, something like that. Yeah. Who um, said that she was too intelligent to have children? Did she say that? I think she did say that, didn't she? She's been paraphrased. Well, I, I looked at some direct quotes, and she said that she felt that she was so educated now that she was her own person. She had interest in. She'd things been educated out of the natural reproductive function. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's you know. What, what's your feeling? Have you got something to say about her? Well, I know what she means. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, it, it can have that effect on... Uh, some. I mean, some people do seem to have children and then become very stupid. Yeah. I think that's happened to me. Has it? Really I'm sure brain. I was cleverer before. Yeah, well... <laughs> I'm sure of it. Yeah? I've what? really let things slide. Well, how does it happen? <laughs> you just don't read as much. You're not... Your you're reading you're Spot dull. instead yeah, of Spinoza. T- that's it. Yeah. And you're watching Sea Babies and it's just... It all slips away. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I'm... Uh, I have a, a child imminent. Mm-hmm. Not immigrant, imminent. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't gone the Angelina Jolie route. <laughs> um, I have a child imminent, and uh, I wonder if it's going to make me stupid. It probably oh, will. It well, I hope does. so. I mean, I'll have much more choice of television programmes. <laughs> yeah. the moment, I'm struggling to find anything at all on ITV1, whereas... <laughs> Post children, it'll seem like a cornucopia of uh, kids. Do stop existential despair? They really put a stop to all that. Well, I'm awful. I don't. I don't do that kind of. Uh, I'm a jolly. No I'm, a, I'm a jolly character. Yeah, they, they do. They stop most things, really. Do they? See, I um, ambition. Oh, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it has. Um, They're nice, though. You have a good time. Are you with Cyril Connolly, who said that he's no more sombre enemy of good art than the pram in the hallway. I've got two prams in my hallway at one point, and then oh. I was very anxious about that. But you're quote. still you're still working in your actoring, yeah, and but your good, comedian. I mean, it, I'd be global by now if it wasn't oh, for kids. Well, okay. <laughs> global. That can be a bad thing, and I mean, you know, look what happened to Enron. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, there's a Those lesson for us all. <laughs> Something to be said for keeping it local. <laughs> See, if they'd had children. They'd yeah. still be operational. If you'd had your kids sooner, you'd still be doing those chip and vegetable references of that local gig. You would, you, you know, would. but maybe I'd have been happier. Yeah. I don't know if it? I could I... be any happier than I already am. I, I know you like to hear that at home, but I'm generally <laughs> ecstatic. <laughs> I am. I jump up and down in the house on my own. Really? Sometimes, All that'll yeah. stop when the wow. baby comes. <laughs> well, I'll be jumping up and down for different reasons. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be a, it'll a be breakdown. Amusement. No, it'll probably be to entertain. I, I, but it, what worries me is I have made a conscious... I mean, I'm talking about it now, but I have... I mean, I've barely mentioned it on the show, considering mm-hmm. the amount of time now I'm spending going to classes and stuff yeah. like that. I, I did my shop, my first shop this week, because all we had for the baby thus far was a car seat and a woolly hat. Yeah. And I thought, I don't know, maybe six, maybe six weeks, but then we're going to have to... You need more, you need more gear. <laughs> yeah. At least more. something to keep the stuff off the car seat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, at the very least. Yeah, you can't, can't just sit on the hat. Get a few J-cloths or something. Yeah, You'll exactly. need some Fabrice, I'd stock up on that. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, uh, yeah, some Dettel. And, uh, <laughs> a series of J-cloths. 
<laughs> Maybe just have a toilet roll holder fitted in the back seat of the car. Yeah. <laughs> That's not, not a bad idea. Don't think they do it themselves, though, at that stage. No, no, but, um, you know. <laughs> Some tuition involved. I'll, I can get people if I need to. <laughs> get staffing, yeah. <laughs> so I went to, uh, I went to, uh, Peter Jones, it's called, but it's John Lewis, really. I went there this week to get to get to do my my baby shop, right? And I got a, a, a person from the shop walk round with me. Do you know that? Do you know that yeah. system? Shopper. Oh, free. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it was yeah. for notes. It was for notes. No, they came round, and uh, I wanted to go to that well-known Iraqi baby shop, the mother of all cares. I don't know that one. No, it was. Uh, I quite fancied that one, but I went there instead. What and did you get then? Well, I tell you, it was a game of two halves for me, the baby shop, because the first half we got things like sterilising units, alarms, um, changing pads. That's not the fun stuff. And I thought to myself, as we wandered round, my girlfriend on one arm, the buyer at the other, I've made the most <laughs> terrible mistake of my life. My life is over. This Is, is this going to be at least... Terrible. Yes. Well, I've been condemned to having to have bad furniture in my house. <laughs> and I just thought, you know, we've, we've made a terrible error. We got given a lot of stuff, you see. When we announced our pregnancy to family, my brother-in-law mm -hmm. said, um, great, we can empty the loft. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that would be great, but no-one's done that to me because they think I'd be too proud. I wouldn't if anyone <laughs> Well, you can have a hug No, but the thing was, <laughs> I've been got so depressed buying um, sterilisers and stuff. When I got to the clothes rack... Yeah. I loved it. Ah, uh, it's great. That's oh, the fun stuff. man, I picked up I picked up this um I'm calling it a romper suit. Yeah. You may call it a baby grown all in one if you like. But I said I got to have this. Mm -hmm. Got to have it. And we got it home and it's in the bag and when cat's not in the room sometimes I just get it out of the bag and have a look. Oh, yeah. That's I've started so cradling the empty <gasps> romper suit. Nice. Mm. It won't be like that, you know that. No, I know it'll be noisier. And <laughs> <laughs> messier. But uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, so I, I know what she means, though. I think it, it can lead to stupidity, but I'm, I'm trying to guard against it. I'd love to know what our listeners feel if they've got their brains to text. <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. We uh, were talking about the uh, lady who says that she's too clever for parenthood, mm. effectively. Is it Lucy Worsley? That's what we said. Oh, I, I like her a lot, actually. I like her, and, and actually, I, I, one of the problems that happens in the media, I think, is that clever people say a thing, and then thick people react to it. <laughs> I That's, say. This is I exactly what's happened. I think a conversation <laughs> like this started Nazi Germany. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine we're in a, a beer keller in Munich. No, but she's made quite a bright, articulate point, and I think it's fine. But yeah. People are allowed to choose to not have children. Mm. And, like, you know, I can totally understand that she wants the spontaneous city bricks instead of a house covered in Lego and you know rubbish and Mul multi-plug adapter oh, sculptures yeah yeah exactly but uh, you know then thick people hear it and think that she's attacking their way of life which she wasn't I don't think but I think yeah. she was a bit I don't know if she was. I don't think she was. I don't think she was saying children are bad inherently. I think she <laughs> what was saying I've chosen not to have them. How to mobilise these thick people and turn them into an army? <laughs> <laughs> then we can take over the world. Isn't that how Nazi Germany? Oh started? yeah, sorry, that's how Nazi Germany. <laughs> I knew it was. I knew we were in the ballpark of how Nazi Germany started. Anyway, we've had various texts about it, and the, and apparently when they get to six, your brain goes back to normal. Before then, you're in constant panic mode. 
Um, oh, God, I'm looking forward to that. Kids oh. make brain You're in go. Panic mode for six years. Yeah, I mean it's not. <laughs> It's not like a setting on your phone or anything. I no. like this email from Niall. Uh, he says, while visiting Northampton to see his lady, he saw a shop titled Pre-Loved Baby Shop, and he chuckled and thought that was a bit creepy. Pre-Loved? Yeah, Meaning up. the clothes, not the babies, yeah, presumably. Yeah, Pre-Loved Baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He what said, does... either way, it's not an adoption agency from Madonna types. No. Yeah, so clothing. I still don't quite get pre-loved. Like it's a new phrase. Oh, second It's like the euphemism vintage for second-hand. In it, yeah. 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 Pre-loved. Now I can see that. Pre-loved. What but, else? But she's never going to run the risk of having the modern mum's dilemma, which our producer today, Daisy, has got the classic modern mum's dilemma of going away without children a night away. Do you go hangover in the morning or massive sleep in the morning? That's the um. modern mum's dilemma. There'll be mums nodding at the radio around the country. What, now. you mean the hangover affects the sleep? Yeah, do you go, all oh, right, I've got a night out, no children, yay, yes. party, and then you have a hangover in the morning, or do you go, woo, I've got to lie in early night, yeah. woo. I, I think, I think you'll night. find that in broken Britain you can have both of these <laughs> options. <laughs> well, this is, that's what I suggested, but, you know. I'd just sleep through the hangover. I don't know. No? Oh, it's, it's not a shame to miss a hangover. <laughs> I always... <laughs> such a delight. <laughs> when I used to drink, I used to set an alarm. If <laughs> <laughs> so I knew I'd got a real humdinger on the way. <laughs> I couldn't sleep with a hangover. I used to be so ill, I used to wake up. No, it depends on the gradient of hangover, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, Go right. back to bed, but which you can't with kids. That's the, ho- the worst thing ever is a hangover with kids. I think they're a really bad combination. Awful. And in fa- in fairness, you've you've had what twenty five years of no hangovers. You've had some good sleeps, haven't you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think I've probably got enough sleep in me to last me a lifetime. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. I could, I could do six years <laughs> on, uh, on five minutes a night. Good. If this yeah. was a rom com, we'd screen swipe to you doing a night feed. Oh, Kerry, <laughs> if this was a rom com, <laughs> I wish it were. I am. Um, oh, speaking of. Um, sleeps and stuff like that i um you know i was telling you last week that i've been uh, reading the uh, well you weren't here kerry but i'll tell you now i've been uh, listening to dracula oh yeah on uh, audio book ah. and uh, i love it mm-hmm. i love it i'm chapter 10 now it's right doing well but <laughs> apart from i had um what i would call ear problems which was um the ear plugs on my uh they're, they're iPod earplugs. Headphones. Headphones. Ear, earphones. Sorry, I don't know what they... What do they call them, the kids? Earphones. Earphones, yeah. Ear, earplugs, earplugs are a whole plugs. different... Oh, sorry. The, the, the earphones. Those things. Yeah. They were really hurting my ears. Oh, oh really? I know I mean, that. really hurting. And they also, they didn't really stay in. No. And they'd hurt them and then they'd fall out. I was having a big problem with this. Mm-hmm. And I asked, uh, when we was in Barcelona... <laughs> <laughs> I asked... <laughs> I asked oh, that was a good one. I asked um, a friend I was with, um, I said, uh, I'm having real problems with my ears. He said, uh, you haven't got the uh, black foam covers on. Oh, no. And I made such a fool of myself. I I think you can still have problems, because I've had to buy special hook-on ones. I hadn't even thought about it. Different people have different ears. Some people can jog with those in and they stay in. That would never work out for me. Yeah, but I... I should have at least spotted the black foam covers. I've made a yeah, fool rookie, of myself. Rookie I, I, I had to tell him it was a Catholic thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Default answer. Yeah, I don't know if he completely believed me. But anyway, <laughs> what, the, what I was getting to, I was absolutely loving this uh, Dracula. It was like the, the best thing ever, right? 
and it's read by Americans, Kerry. Ah. Uh. Yeah, and uh, a lot of young women who are into the vampire thing. Oh, it's massive, isn't it? And you can tell when it gets to the chapter, they'll, they'll go something like, Chapter 5. <laughs> Dracula by Bram Stoker. Oh God, here we go. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, they oh they. I, I wonder what's going on in the privacy of their apartments. <laughs> they sound they sound in a in a state of frenzy. But um, there's a bit in um, Dracula which is set in Whitby. Oh yeah, are you oh, familiar yeah. with yes. Whitby? Yes. In um, what would that be, North Yorkshire? I believe it is. I've been there many times. Yeah. Yes. You got Whitby Lucky Duck. What is sorry, that? a Whitby Lucky Duck is a charm from Whitby. Oh, oh is that right? Yeah, a little glass Just about duck. to adjust my chair. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, um, so this uh, American reader um, suddenly springs into lo- the, a local Whitby character speaks. Oh, no. Oh. no. <laughs> I mean, I don't think he'd... I don't know if he'd had a rehearsal. <laughs> <laughs> But bear in mind, I'm engrossed in, a, in what can only be described as a gothic masterpiece at this point. Absolutely, you know, mm. on the edge of my seat. And then, um, and then this happened. We old folks that be daffled with one foot above the crock hole don't altogether like to think of it, and we don't want to feel scared of it. And that's why I took to making light of it, so that I'd cheer up my own heart a bit. Whoa. Yeah. Is that meant to be Whitby? <laughs> that's Whitby. Whoa. I think once you once you start going with an accent like that, it uh, it's it's out of control. It's like a runaway horse. That accent. That's Dick Van Dyke off the hook, isn't it? Well, really? yeah, yeah. It's, it's, do you want a little bit more? <laughs> he's yes. taken him and he's raised him. A, a little bit more. This is local local colourful character yeah. in Whitby. Them feet folks on York and Leeds that be always eating curd herrings and drinking tea and looking out to buy cheap jet with creed art. I wonder myself who'll be bothered telling lies to them, even the newspapers, which is full of fool talk. Yes. Oh, that's brilliant. So by this time, I'm thinking, has this been a terrible mistake? <laughs> I'm longing for Dracula <laughs> by... But That's it's hard a- to do, that. I mean, if you try to copy that. Yeah. It's like Les yeah. Dawson, and, you know, There's you have little- to be able to play the piano to play it badly. There's a little hint of the Caribbean in there, I think. There is. There's I'm all sure, sorts in I'm there. As I'm sure he would put it, but a Welsh. I think he's put a bit of everything in yeah. there. What thought, I, like, I don't yeah. know Whitby, I'll do every accent I can do in That's- one sentence. It's as if he's got all the accents and he's accidentally hit fast-forward. <laughs> And, and, and shot through them like a man. But uh, it's Stephen Hawkins in there as well. It's mm. Yes. A little bit. I well, mean, he, he does one of the chapters. <laughs> it's a slow one, I'll be honest <laughs> with you. And, um, but, you know, he, he does his best. God bless him. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that uh, slightly spoiled it for me. It can. A bad accent really can mess things up. But I d- how did we get onto this? I can't remember. I think it must have been <laughs> accents. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what's happened to this show? It used to be good. <laughs> <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. We, we had an email during the week uh, entitled, A Visit with Baked Goods? Question mark. Oh, that sounds like... Uh... It sounds already... It's like an bit. American art house movie. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> sure. Hello, Frank. Like many of your esteemed listeners, I love your show and wondered if it was possible for me to pop in to see you on air. I can add weight to my question by bribing you all with various baked goods you require and become your resident poisoner for the day. And then there's that smiley thing that people do using punctuation. I look forward to hearing from you. Oh, there's a smiley face thing? Yeah. 
so maybe it's not real poison. I'm afraid, Mike. <laughs> I've just heard the sound of a heavy port collis <laughs> go down in the back of my brain. Yep. So, so, yeah. this, so they want to come in. Carry on, sorry. That's that's it, really. Okay, they want to come in with baked goods and just yeah. hang around the studio. Yeah. Well, that's absolutely out of the question. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe anyone ever thought that was on. There's... Uh, there's a saying in show business: never eat fan food. No, I've, I've, I've heard that. I've, uh, I've, I must admit, I broke that in every possible way. <laughs> um, also, we can't. Sarah, who who, uh, who is poisoning us every week, Do you, I, you might not know about this, no. Kerry, but yeah, there's something in the tea that's not right, <laughs> and I think it's quite uh, a measured dosage. You can't just have someone in throwing it about willy nilly. I mean, yeah, it's, exactly. it's, it's graded so that steadily over the weeks we go blind, there oh, falls yeah. out. It's like oh, antibiotics. It's we have to finish the course. Yeah, uh, it's like boiling a frog. <laughs> yes, very like, particularly the African clawed toad, <laughs> who, um, who will not be rushed in the boiling department, in, in my experience. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. We've uh, had a text in, I should say it's, uh, it's Kerry's first week on the show, and uh, we've had a text that you may want to prick up your ears here, Kerry. Mm. Uh, I wonder if I could borrow your charming lady assistant from your programme and her fabulous voice for platform announcement at South Kensington as our DVA unit is broken. Many oh, thanks, yeah. Richard. Excellent. I'm available. Gap in the market there. <laughs> oh, the DVA's gone down. <laughs> oh, no. Get Kerry. Yeah? <laughs> turn, it off, turn it off and back on again. That's my advice for the DVA <laughs> unit. I like that my charming lady assistant... I love that. Like, yes. It's like being Paul Daniels. <laughs> Oh, I feel like <laughs> Debbie McGee. I've always wondered what it would be like to be like Paul Daniels. Have you? And now I know. <laughs> we saw Paul Daniels together. <laughs> no. But on the subject of other jobs, uh, Victoria Beckham's been in the news this week. Ah, um, Victoria Beckham. <laughs> Do you want to have a little moment where you just... <laughs> well, you know, I think it's very easy, isn't it, to, to mock Victoria Beckham. But I think now that Cheryl Cole's out the way, celebrity-wise... We can see her, because yeah, I, th- I always felt Cheryl Cole was sort of um, a stunt double mm-hmm. for the, the posh spice not being around in this country. Right. Uh, she left her here as a sort of deputy, you know, while mm-hmm. she was in uh, Spain and uh, Los Angeles. But um, I, I'm starting to think there's potential for posh spice to move into that most desperate of areas, the national treasure. Really? Yeah. I think people aren't as anti-Posh Spice as they used to be. People think she's hilarious now, don't they? Apparently she's a comedy giant. I think people have warmed to her. She designed her own uh, Land Rover this week. Did you see that? Is that the Evoke or something? I think I've seen them in the street. I it don't didn't know. look like she'd had a big hand in it. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great... How, how does she get those jobs? Like, when you don't do anything and people give you a load of money and then it's your thing, like... You know, maybe the fashion she did a bit, but she didn't do anything with the... She wasn't sitting at a drawing board with yeah. blueprints out. But she always makes out she's roughing it. She says, oh, I change, nappy in, I change a nappy in a meeting, just like a normal mum. Like, well, yeah. a normal mum doesn't change a nappy in a meeting. <laughs> yeah, well, you yeah. see, when you hear that, you, you think that, I think, what meet A meeting about what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't pretend you even have a meeting about it. But uh, <laughs> this is a woman we should respect to her who made... Eight million quid from being a singer. Yeah, she wow. she made eight million quid from being a singer. That's like me making eight million quid for being 
an antelope. <laughs> <laughs> it's an incredible thing that she did it because she has a weak and wispy voice. I mean, God bless her. But the Spice Girls uh -huh. weren't about singing, were they? No, but that was about they, female empowerment. They were professional <laughs> singers. Well, that is girl power to make eight million quid she's for taken, doing something you can't do. Yeah, yeah. power. Why not? No, God she's bless having. Her. She's thinking about branching out into uh, other areas of employment, isn't she? Yeah, she's been pictured as an air hostess. Yeah, next to a, an actual air hostess who's making a funny face, like, "Oh, it's Victoria Beckham." Yeah, laughing around. She's there with her sunglasses. She does look a bit like a, a sort of a puppet in the picture, um, like harsh. sort of team. No, I don't mean harsh. Just Team America style. Said she's got that, quite I, big I sunglasses. I've quite a lot of puppets over the years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Marina from Stingray, um, Atlanta Shore wasn't bad. I found her a bit matronly. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly Lady Penelope, all of the angels in um, Captain Scarlet, or the angles, as you'd probably call them. <laughs> Jessica Rabbit? I know it's a cartoon, not a puppet, but same thing. Yeah, I, I'm not so sure about her. All right. I don't like the... <laughs> not your type. I, I don't think I'd be one... You prefer the stringy type. <laughs> I d I'm not into crossbreeding. <laughs> I don't mind the odd uh, string, but um, I don't like... No, I'm not into that at all. But I've said it before, if any celebrity is going to be an air host or hostess, it should be yourself. You've got the perfect physique for it. You have said that. I've, <laughs> I've always been a bit worried about it. Live. Well, exactly what you mean by it. Well, it's because I was on a plane with a man who was an air host, who had the broadest back I've ever seen, and he, oh. couldn't, he couldn't turn in the, in the no, alleyway. No, no I, could, I could get past yeah, the trolley. Funny. You could get past the I trolley. I could get past the trolley without having to turn sideways. <laughs> that's, that's how <laughs> snaky-hipped I am. Well, like you and po Posh could be good at that. Yeah. We could, we could take a side each of the trolley. We could pass. <laughs> we she could, could do Juicy Freeze and you'll do refreshment. Oh, we could pass like <laughs> skeletons in the night. <laughs> if they pass, I don't know, you'd hear it, wouldn't you? There's a picture of her uh, pouring out milk in Starbucks. Oh, it's all a bit Marie Antoinette's dairy at the back of the Palace of Versailles, isn't it, when she had <laughs> things it? like yeah, this fabulous... Yeah, that's what I thought when I Yeah, she had this porcelain <laughs> bucket and stuff that actually played at being a dairy maid. She does look like she's playing at it, doesn't she? Oh, but, you know, like I say, I'm gonna, the, the, the new campaign, not so much the backlash, the forward lash starts here, that we start liking yeah. Posh Spice from this stage. Anyway, I can't sit here talking all day. Andy Bush is coming up. What about that? Andy W. Bush, as I like to call him. <laughs> now, you can download the Not The Weekend podcast um, from Wednesday, as usual. And uh, you know what? If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again uh, this time next week. Kerry won't be, but thank you so much. Kerry will be on the uh, not, not The Weekend podcast, so stick around for her. And she'll also be uh, performing at South Kensington <laughs> Railway Station. <laughs> Excellent. Stand clear of the doors. Goodbye. This is Frank Skinner.